Hey there and welcome to the Skin Lovers Unite podcast. My name is Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen, and I'm so excited to educate you on all things real skin science. Over the past five years, I've gone from working as a dermal therapist to a clinical educator where I worked with some of Australia's leading skincare companies, learning so much about the skin and science behind how it all works. And now I'm here to share all my knowledge with you. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, skin lover. I am recording this from new podcast software and I'm hoping that this actually works. So if there are any glitches in today's episode, I sincerely apologize. But my software that I was using before just was so buggy and so glitchy. It was a free program. And I thought, do you know what? I actually have a, a paid program that I just never figured out how to use. So that is what I'm recording from today. At the moment, everything looks like it's all good, but it's been a little while since I've actually recorded a podcast. And I know you've been hearing my voice in your ears quite regularly, and that's because I actually batch created a heap of podcasts, which was awesome. And then I just scheduled them out to come out on consecutive weeks, which was really nice. And I did that because I knew that Skin Queen Society was going to take up quite a lot of my time over the past nine weeks in a really good way. And if you don't know what Skin Queen Society is, it is my nine week live skin science program, which we have just finished, which is so exciting. It was amazing. There was so much energy in there. All the girls have said that they've learned so much. And I'm really excited to launch it again in January next year. So if you are interested in that, make sure that you are on my email list or at least following me on social media. But for that reason, I was like, I better batch create a heap of podcast episodes so that I'm all good for the next few weeks. And I'm about to do the same because we are in the 1st of December as I am recording this. And I'm probably going to release it on the 1st of December as well meaning that there is only 25 days until Christmas. Oh, and there is only 24 days until my birthday. Yes, I am a December baby. I'm a Christmas baby. And I am actually so excited because I'm taking all of next week off to just relax and chill. And then by the time I get back, it'll be the 13th of December, which really gives us like 10 days until Christmas. So I wanted to make sure that I was as organized as possible. I was considering actually putting the podcast on a little break over Christmas as I know everybody is so busy. But then again, like you girls will be in the car driving to work most of the time unless you work from home. And so I wanted to give you my beautiful voice to listen to. And additionally, I also had so many ideas for podcast episodes that, you know, when inspiration strikes, you just have to get into the zone. So I'm in the zone. I have got my incense on. I've got all of my new studio equipment going on. I've got my ring light on and I've got my new kitten and my puppy dog in the room with me. They don't want to get out. They're refusing to get out. Every time I kick my cat out, she like comes back in and looks at me like, no bitch, I'm staying in here. And the dog's the same. He's like, well, if she's in here, I'm in here. So if you hear any animal noises, once again, I do apologize. But today's episode, if you saw the title, it is going to be something that I'm just going to passionately ramble on about. So usually when I do a podcast episode, I actually write dot notes down on a piece of paper to kind of keep me guided. Um, But this one, I feel like I can talk quite passionately about because not only does it trigger me, I know that it triggers 
you ladies and I have actually got a lot of experience in this department as well. So, you know, when I was looking through my different topics of podcasts that I'm going to record first, this was the one that stood out and I literally immediately eye rolled and you probably do too when somebody says, oh, but my dermatologist said, don't we just love that little line? You're like, Ah. <laughs> um, so today's episode is going to be talking about the difference between a dermatologist and what they can do with the skin as opposed to a skin therapist and what we can do in the skin because it can be quite a tricky one right when you are treating a client and they kind of give up and they're like I'm just going to go see a dermatologist and you're like well that's a little bit unnecessary but that's your call And then the dermatologist will tell them something and we can't really go against medical, like medical advice, which is probably the most frustrating part because you're like, "Uh uh-huh, yep. (laughs) Um, So today's episode, I really wanted to help you navigate that conversation so that you can still chat to your client about, you know, their skin and about what a dermatologist does versus what you do with integrity whilst just having a good understanding of when a dermatologist is needed as opposed to when we're needed. So why do I think I am qualified enough to talk to you about this topic? Well, in my previous roles as an educator for skincare companies, I would actually deal quite a lot with dermatology clinics who would also hire RNs, so nurses, and they would also hire skin therapists. And the dermatologists would do all of the skin disease side of things, sometimes skin cancers. The nurses would do the injectables and sometimes the more advanced laser. And then the therapist would do the facials and the complementing treatments. And every now and again, I would actually do educational sessions with the dermatologist. Usually the dermatologists would be the ones that own the business and they are stocking the skincare range to really complement what they're doing, but also more for the nurses and the skin therapists. But oftentimes they would want to know a little bit about the skincare products, what they can be recommending to their clients as well, and how they can integrate it with what they do every day. And let me tell you, every single time that I had to do an education session with a dermatologist, I was shitting myself because I was like, oh my gosh, what if they catch me stumbling? What if they call me out on something that I don't know too much about? Like, what if I look really undereducated? What if I just look unprofessional? Like they know more than me. Um, And it was really like, I honestly, I did this for six years and like there was no time where I was less nervous than the previous one. Every time I was so anxious to go into it, but that's all good because whenever I would go into these sessions, I would say, look, I am a little bit nervous. So if I do stumble my words, I do apologize. Like, obviously, you know so much about the skin. So I just want to make sure that I'm educating you in a way that's going to be helpful and not wasting your time because Also, a lot of the times I would do these quick education sessions in like half an hour, 45 minutes, absolute max in their lunchtime. And I was like, okay, I've got to jam all the things in, in a way that they're going to actually retain this knowledge. They're going to believe in the product so that they can recommend the product. And a lot of the times they would actually say to me, we don't actually know the cosmetic layers of the skin the same way that you as a dermal therapist does or the RNs do or the skin therapists do. 
And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, we have really trained in the deeper layers of the skin and skin diseases. So we deal more with like, you know, weird rashes, eczema, rosacea, dermatitis, fungal infections, um, burns, sometimes skin cancer, obviously, you know, really uh, deep acne or really um, grade four, five acne, but we don't really deal too much with the cosmetic layers. So actually, I do think I could learn a lot from you. And from there, I was like, oh, because it is so true, right? They don't go and do, what is it, like a six to eight year medical degree to actually then learn the cosmetic layers of the skin. They are learning how to do the really deep layers of the skin and the skin diseases, which isn't that just so fascinating? And so, you know, when it comes to what we do versus what they do, it is very, very different because we predominantly work with the epidermis and the dermis. And while sometimes those skin diseases that are deeper in the skin can actually affect the upper layers, they don't have a lot of knowledge around that because that's not their specialty. It would be like if you were to take your car, and I always fall back to a car analogy because it's probably the most easiest one to understand. It's like if you were to take um, your car that you put unleaded petrol in to a diesel truck mechanic. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, I kind of know, but I don't really know. You know, it's kind of like same, same, but also they don't really know what they're doing because it's not their specialty. And it's the same with dermatologists. So what do we do then if a client is like, I'm just going to go see a dermatologist or they're like, I give up, I'm going to go see a dermatologist. Well, there are a few things that we can actually help them with. We can always educate our client in, you know, what's going on in their skin to begin with. I think that's the biggest key with this is actually education, educating them on their skin concern, but also educating them on another uh, few key points. And I recently just taught this in my consultant retail masterclass, Queen of KPIs. One of the first things we actually want to do when we are educating our client for the first time is sharing with them that with getting results for your skin and creating change within your skin, you need to be consistent for, you know, at least one to three months. We know that every 28 days, ideally, the skin cells should be turning over. However, when there is some sort of disorder or irregularity or something's not functioning the way it should, that can be really sped up or it can be really slowed down. And so the first month is really going to be focusing on being consistent, keeping things really basic and bringing the skin back to a 28-day cell turnover. From there, we can really start to create change and create that cell-to-cell communication in the skin from month two onwards. And that's when you can start to implement a few more things. So you might, after you've got like a really basic routine and the skin is working how it should be, that's when you can start to implement a few different things like vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, whatever you want to do, some more targeted treatment products. And then month three is where we will really see the final result and it will be all about optimizing and maintaining. And I truly believe that. I've worked with lots of different brands over my career and I've seen that occur with so many different brands and it's just a matter of being consistent. I think what happens sometimes though is people are at their wits end when they are already dealing with a skin concern and 
A lot of the times it could also be that they've never experienced this skin concern before. And so they might come to us for a facial or a treatment. They might have one or two. We might recommend some products. They might also start on one or two products. They might, you know, only be on these products for, you know, one to two weeks. And then they're like, I'm not seeing any change. My skin is getting worse, which we know can happen when we experience purging. And I'm going to do a full episode on purging. But then from there, they're like, no, I give up. I'm going to go see a dermatologist. They go see a dermatologist. And because the dermatologist doesn't have a lot of knowledge on the cosmetic layers of the skin. And look, I'm not saying all of them either. I'm just saying the vast majority aren't interested in the cosmetic layers of the skin in the same way that we are in the industry. And I'm confident to say that. And so what happens is they're like, well, I don't really know. And they will either, if it's an acne client of some sort, they will just recommend um, doxycycline or Roaccutane or a steroid cream if it's a rash or if it's eczema or if it's rosacea um, or if it's pigmentation, they might just do a prescription for Retrieve, which is the prescription type of vitamin A. And they're quick band-aid fixes. So whether or not your client decides to go to a dermatologist, it's so important that you actually educate your client and you say, even if you do see a dermatologist, they are going to give you a bit of a band-aid solution. We still need to be looking after the integrity of your skin health. And I'm going to break down why that is important through any of those treatment solutions. Um, that the dermatologist has prescribed you, but we also need to look at the cause because if you are prescribed Retrieve, if you are prescribed doxycycline, Roaccutane, um, or any sort of brightening lightning cream, you still have to know where is this actually stemming from? Because when you stop that prescription, will it probably come back? Yes. And so this is why it's really important to treat the skin holistically. And this is the difference between you as a skin therapist and a dermatologist. And once again, I'm not discrediting a dermatologist. I definitely think there is a place for them in saying that you would all probably know if you've listened to the acne episode that my partner has seen a dermatologist in the past and he has actually been on Roaccutane. But the difference is though we still looked after his skin quite holistically at home, he was still using good products. He was still having um, just hydrating facials, still having LED treatments, still using hyaluronic acid to really maintain the integrity of the health of the skin. Hey there, I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you are a beauty therapist who is hungry to learn more about skin science, skin histology, and skin concerns, and really level up your confidence around treating the skin and getting real results for your clients, then I have something for you. My course, Upgrade Your Skin Science Knowledge in 10 Days. When I first started on my journey, I really struggled to find resources online where I could learn more about the skin that didn't break the bank and really helped me to develop as a therapist. And over the past few years, I've had so many others tell me the exact same, which is exactly why I created it. So if you are listening to this and you've been searching for an amazing online resource that teaches you lots about skin, then check out my course, Upgrade Your Skin Science Knowledge in 10 Days. And don't forget to use the code SLU for Skin Lovers Unite, SLU50 to get 50% off your purchase. Now let's get back to today's episode. So really it comes down to education, right? Because 
in the way in which this triggers me is when I will be on Facebook scrolling and this is what happened to me yesterday and this is where I got the idea to actually do an episode on this and there was a mum that was posting in a local community group and she was like, hey, I'm looking for recommendations for a dermatologist. My 15-year-old daughter has just starting to get uh, started getting some breakouts and she's become very self-conscious and aware of this and I just want to nip it in the bud. And, you know, my biggest concern there is that she'll bring her daughter to a dermatologist and the dermatologist will be quick to recommend them to a, you know, Roaccutane prescription, which I don't believe that is what needs to happen first up. We know that in somebody who's 15 years old, they're going through uh, puberty, they're going through hormonal changes, and that it just needs some proper education on what's going on in the skin, as well as probably a good skincare routine to get her on track. And so let's talk about now the different things that we can see in the skin from different prescriptions. And I wanted to highlight this so that you feel empowered, so that you can then share this with your clients, which is really important. So we all know that, you know, Roaccutane can be overprescribed. I'm very open about this. I do believe that there is a time and place for Roaccutane, and that is when a condition is chronic. Do you know what? I'm talking out the, talking out loud right now. I'm going to make a carousel post on this. Let me write this down. Carousel post on dermatologist. <laughs> Don't mind me, guys. Uh, versus dermal therapist. And then whenever I see somebody post in a group saying, looking for a dermatologist, I'm going to link them straight to my post. Booyah. All right. Sorry. You've got to do that sometimes. <laughs> um, so basically, we know that there is a time and a place when Roaccutane is needed. And I am a big fan of it when the condition is chronic. So for me, condition is chronic if you've been experiencing it for three months or longer and you've been doing everything that you can in terms of treatments and good skincare and you've stayed consistent, you know, you've changed your diet, you've been on, on essential fatty acids and you aren't seeing change because then it's like, okay, well, I've exhausted all options. Now what? That's when I am like, okay, maybe it is time to go on Roaccutane. For my partner, he was on like really great home care, really great treatments for probably 18 months. And then I actually came across a dermatologist and I, she was saying that she's going to get somebody on a low dose of Roaccutane, like a 0.25, three times a week. And I was like, oh, it's so bad. And she was like, yeah, but you know, he's already depressed because of his skin. So this isn't going to make his depression worse. It'll just take the inflammation out and then you can really start to treat it with the ultraceuticals products that they were stocking and all the treatments that they were using in clinic. And from there, I was like, oh my gosh, my like whole idea on this has changed. And I love that she said like we can still keep him on the products that they were stocking to coincide the Roaccutane. Because what she was saying to me is she said that, you know, through Roaccutane use, they are going to get really barrier impaired. They are going to get really dry. And as a result, they're going to become more photosensitive. She's like, so it's really important. They're still using like a nice gentle cleanser. They're still on a hyaluronic acid, on a lightweight moisturizer. They're on a hydrating mask once a week. And they're doing like a hydrating facial once a month, as well as using a non-greasy mattifying formula SPF to stop the um, photosensitivity. 
And I was like, oh my God, lady, I am so impressed with what you were saying. And I shouldn't say lady because her name is actually Kerry. And I just think that was amazing. And I think, you know, sometimes as therapists, we can freak out when our clients tell us that they're going to see, you know, a dermatologist and you're like, no, they'll put you on your Accutane, but I want you to be empowered. And I want you to say, okay, no worries, completely understand um, you know, through Roaccutane though, you will experience quite dehydrated, dry skin, barrier impairment sensitivity. So let's still work together over the next few months while you're on your prescription and let's actually maintain the integrity of your skin, the hydration of your skin. Let's still get you in for hydration facials. I know the dermatologist is going to give you like a little starter kit of products to use, but I just know that they're not going to be enough Whereas we've got these clinical formulations that are going to super hydrate your skin. So completely understand that is your decision. You know, once that inflammation is reduced, we can still work on creating really healthy, glowy skin together in clinic. And you will be surprised like you both will. Your client will be and you will be because you will just get even more amazing results. And I've experienced it with my partner, like the stuff that I do to his skin now, like he's had multiple sessions of skin needling, he's had LED, he's had vitamin A peels, and oh my goodness, like his skin glows. When I look back at photos compared to his skin now, I'm like, oh, I'm just so glad that he had me as a girlfriend, you know, (laughs) to actually work on his health of his skin throughout that period. And I think that's really important to know. Same with if a client is on doxycycline, which is the antibacterial product or antibacterial pill. Basically, you know, we still want to be working on the integrity and the health of the skin at the exact same time, because one pill that's going to reduce bacteria within the skin is also not going to help with barrier function, barrier well, the overall hydration of your skin, the overall texture of your skin, it's just going to be looking after one element. And so you've got to treat everything quite holistically. I guess it's similar to like when we have the flu. Yes, sometimes we need cold and flu tablets, but I don't know about you, but I also will have lots of garlic in every meal. I'll make sure that I have lots of um, soups piled with lots of different vegetables. My go-to is actually I make a broccoli soup I just like pile in the greens pile in the garlic and the ginger um, pile in like the chicken salt and off I go (laughs) Um, but you know we have more green juices we have more fruit we have more orange juices we do all these things holistically like sometimes we'll have hotter showers to steam it out of us if you're lucky enough and you live in Australia like when I'm sick I will take myself down to the beach and get my head under the water because the salt water clears me out So I do all these things alongside taking my cold and flu tablets because I know that will just help to support my body's immune system and help me to recover a lot quicker. And it's the exact same with the skin. So now I wanted to quickly talk about prescription topical creams um, such as steroid creams and also Retrieve. So sometimes when somebody's like experiencing eczema, rosacea, psoriasis, some sort of rash or irregularity, they will be like, okay, I'm going to go see a dermatologist. The dermatologist will actually recommend them a steroid cream, which once again, that's their prerogative, that's their decision, and that is the medical advice. However, I want you to Google, you know, steroid overuse because, and not talking about like injection, but topical steroid overuse because they are so, you know, heavily prescribed all the time. 
There is actually now a lot of people who have gone the opposite way and their skin is like so red and irritated as a result of using too many steroid creams. Let me just Google it so I can find out if I'm telling you the right thing to Google. Topical. Don't mind me, guys. Just living my life while on this podcast. Okay, topical steroid withdrawal. That's it. Topical steroid withdrawal, also known as red burning skin and steroid dermatitis, has been in, reported in people who apply topical steroids for two weeks or longer and then discontinued use. Symptoms affect the skin and include redness, a burning sensation, itchiness, which may be followed by peeling. And that is essentially, oh my gosh, these, wow, these photos are horrendous. When you click on Google image search, this is terrifying. And this is basically because, you know, it's a steroid. It's like telling the the skin to work on overdrive to exfoliate and get rid of the issue. But instead, your skin can like hyper exfoliate and end up super impaired, super irritated. And I wouldn't want this for anybody. Like this is horrendous. And so once again, just educating your clients, like as long as you're on it for a short period of time, do your research, make sure it is the right decision for you. But at the same time, we can be recommending them um, different, you know, hydrating marks, hydrating lotions. And also if you have LED in your clinic, I would be getting your eczema, rosacea, psoriasis, rash clients under LED, the red light a few times a week, because that is so anti-inflammatory and healing. And, you know, prescriptions aren't the be-all and end-all. They really, really aren't. The last thing I wanted to talk about is Retrieve. Oh, also, I should actually broach Kligman's formula as well, or hydroquinone. So Retrieve is prescription vitamin A. Now, I will never forget one time um, my mother-in-law, I was recommending her different products and treatments to have because she was getting married and I was gifting her some products And then she's a nurse and one day she said to me, oh, all the ladies in the ward are just using Retrieve. Like you just go get a prescription for it. It's like $40. I think I'm going to do that to help me look younger. And I was like, okay, like no worries. And then I got a message a few weeks later and she's like, my skin's so irritated and flaky and blotchy and red. Like what can I do? And I said, how often are you using Retrieve? And she was like, I'm using it every second day. And I said, I think because you haven't looked after your barrier function and then you're also now using this heavy prescription cream, that's probably what's happening. I said, I would back off and maybe use it once or twice a week, but you need to pair it with a really good moisturizer. I said, I gifted you one, look in the bag. And she was like, oh, okay, thank you. And so once again, it becomes like a Band-Aid fix for people who are experiencing fine lines and wrinkles or age spots. They just want something quick and easy without looking after the skin holistically. And so once again, it comes down to education. The last one I wanted to talk about was hydroquinone. So hydroquinone is a prescription lightening and brightening cream that dermatologists will often prescribe. Now, this is actually banned in a lot of countries in the world. So if you are listening from America or the UK or Canada, hello, this product is banned in your country. However, it is still available in Australia. I don't think it's available in New Zealand. But it is still recommended by dermatologists quite often. So hydroquinone is a prescription lightening and brightening cream. And it basically fully, you know, inhibits the melanocyte cells from producing pigmentation, which you can only be on for a short amount of time. 
because it's not the greatest thing for the body and for the skin. And so as a result, what happens is your skin becomes irritated, inflamed. You can end up with hypopigmentation, which is when you're not actually producing any pigment in those areas. And it's just catastrophic. And so once again, it's a Band-Aid fix because if somebody's on a prescription hydroquinone, one, you're not actually treating the cause. And then two, what happens when they come off the prescription? That melanocyte cell is going to become overactive again and just start to you know create more pigment and so it's like a bounce back effect you're like suppress create more suppress create more suppress create more and so even though a client might be going to a dermatologist to get that I would be sharing with them that you know even though you're on a prescription it's going you're going to be on it for a short amount of time and if any dermatologist does recommend a low dose to be on a long period of time That is so cytotoxic for your cells. And this isn't me being like hippy dippy and like chemical loading conscious. This is me just being truthful. Like hydroquinone is a cytotoxic prescription. That's why it is banned in a lot of countries. And so you want to ensure that your client is still trying to figure out the cause of this pigmentation, that they're still on tyrosinase inhibitors in between the time that they come off their prescription, still using SPF, still using things like vitamin A, still using things to love their barrier. And so that really concludes what I really wanted to get across today. Like no matter if your client decides to go to a dermatologist or not, I really want you to have the confidence to know that, okay, that's all right. I'm still going to help and support your skin in between because not like the dermatologists aren't going to treat your skin holistically, whereas that's what I do. So if you are pairing whatever the dermatologist says with whatever I do, I can really you know guarantee that you're going to have amazing skin and of course if you ever have questions if you're ever unsure reach out to me on instagram like i love having a chat with everybody who listens to the podcast i love being somebody to bounce ideas off i love being a second opinion for you all but i hope that you have enjoyed today's episode i am going to sit here for the next half an hour and figure out how to now merge this all together and upload it with this new software For somebody who isn't that tech savvy, like I've got a lot of tech in my business, (laughs) Um, but make sure that you're always reposting this on Instagram, sharing that you're listening to the potty, say hello to me, and I hope you have a beautiful day, week, night, rest of your day, rest of your treatment, whatever you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it or learned something new, be sure to share this on Instagram and tag me at skinqueen. That's queen with three E's and I'll be sure to repost you. Have an amazing day and stay moisturized.